spent too much time in California. Now I got that Rona. Gotta be a loner. Staring at my phone. Gotta be a loner. Gotta be a loner. What did I set up the chairs for? I'm sorry about the chairs are already here. <laughs> like you didn't set them up. Well, I specifically sat on this side so that you could sit there. Well, don't say you set them up. <laughs> I moved the drinks. Well, thank you. Hi, and welcome to <laughs> the Alona Virus podcast. I'm your viral host, Judy, your Quentin Quarantino. As we learned about in the first episode, I need to think of another quip, but I don't have one. So I'm your, 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 your biologist. Anyway, this episode is our first guest, features our first guest. Her name is Nadine. We'll just do first names. Yeah. Just to save people's privacy. This thing could go viral. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. And Nadine, fun fact, is also my blonde friend. <laughs> True. My honey bear. Ooh. <laughs> We're we're in quarantine together. We're in a pod. We're potting. We're potting in a pod. We are podcasting in our pod. How appropriate. Okay, but you're more than that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Nadine is also a small business owner that is um who is very much affected by this public health crisis. Which is also an economic crisis, I'm told. I don't know much about that end of things, but uh, I'm more a public health guy, but uh, I'm told the, the economy is falling, failing, flailing, <laughs> floundering. Well, obviously, if people are stuck inside and can't work. and I always thought this place worked like a VCR. You could just press, press pause. Go take a pee and then uh, come back and hit play. You telling me it doesn't work like that? I mean, you know the answer. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? You know the answer. Is that what you're telling me? What are you telling me? All right, so tell the people what kind of business you own. I own a small business, retail clothing. I have been in business for 10 years in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is a a, a, a a successful, profitable business. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not in the beginning, but. Well, no. Yeah, but we're. We're not talking about that. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. So, um, okay. And how long ago did this start affecting your business? What is today? Sunday? The 22nd. The 22nd. Um, I would say about two weeks ago it started to slowly affect my business. But about one week ago, completely shut it down. 
All right, all right. You're, you 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 burn through that pretty quickly. Yeah. So how did it first? How did it first start to affect your business two weeks ago? Well, there was a lot of um, people were slowing down in coming to my business to purchase to make purchases. Um, I'm trying to get my timeline straight here because I don't know. Being at home for so long, I'm not really sure. Well, I've been here for a week and a half. A week and a half? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, a week. I left a week and a half. A ago. week. Yeah. So, I guess not... Was it Monday? I was about to... I hired a new employee because I needed help. My business was... I needed more help with my business. I hired an employee on Monday. Was that Monday? Two Mondays ago. Two Mondays. Was that two Mondays ago? Yeah. Two Mondays ago. But this is unrelated. So just as things were pro- progressing normally, you needed help. Needed help. I ordered or I hired someone on a Monday and had to call them on a Wednesday or Thursday and tell them that I wasn't really sure where things were going and I couldn't hire them because at that point, I think it was a Thursday, they were supposed to come train and I had really no work for them because people weren't shopping. And I couldn't train her if people weren't coming into the store. So I had to tell her, unfortunately, the job was no longer available. So only three days later? Yeah. So people gradually stopped coming in as much, and then I know you had to make the decision. You had to think about whether or not you wanted to stay open. There was a time where you were... The decision was not made for you by by policy, and you had to decide whether or not to stay open. Correct. It was getting more apparent that like it was not appropriate for me to stay open, Um, I have a younger clientele, so they were not very aware, but still shopping for clothing. Not as much, but still coming in and shopping for clothing. And I honestly was terrified. I was trying to do whatever I could to keep things clean. My hands were bleeding from trying to keep doors sanitized, hangers, everything, everything in the store sanitized. And would you say that your customer base was taking it seriously? No, they weren't, which was the scary thing. And what makes you say that? What makes me say that? Well, I'm thinking about that one person that you said came in. Oh, well, I did have a person come in who joked and said, oh, I'm supposed to be in quarantine, but I'm out shopping instead, and, like, laughed about it with their friends. And that really was not okay. And this was at the point where not everyone was in quarantine. This was yeah. only people that were had traveled to certain places or were exposed to someone with coronavirus were supposed to be in quarantine. Correct. So that's pretty scary, and I don't... She probably was, didn't realize what that meant, but that's, mm-hmm. makes it, that's, I mean, that's the, the problem that we're still experiencing yeah. in this country is that people aren't taking it seriously. People don't realize 
that the effect the effect of their actions at this point. So, um, and how long after that did you completely close your doors? Uh, like the next day, I would say. Before it was legally mandatory, I closed my doors. For the safety of yourself and your community? Yeah, because it just wasn't, it didn't seem like the right thing to do. People were not taking it seriously. And I was doing my best to keep things clean, but there's really no way to do that. With a clothing store, there are clothes everywhere, hangers that people are touching. And I just felt like I couldn't keep up with it. I couldn't keep myself and my family safe. I couldn't keep the community safe and people that were coming through my doors. So I had to make the tough decision to close. But you made the smart decision and by not exposing yourself and potentially some of your customers, you may have helped stop a certain line of transmission that may have saved some lives. So, I mean, that's more important than clothing, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it was tough, though, because I saw other businesses around me. They were just kept their doors open and promoting, like, buying clothing and all sorts of things. And... It was a tough decision seeing it all around me that people were open, but it just did not feel right. Well, I mean, I, I get wanted to dress up during quarantine. I've been, I've been dressing to the nines pretty much every day. How about you? Uh, pretty much not. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand people that want to buy clothes right now. It doesn't make sense to I me. I don't either. Still, at this point, we are supposed to be closed but other retailers in the area are promoting their clothing and um drive up and pick up services and delivery services and it just still at this time I feel like I can't promote that it doesn't feel right yeah and I mean I, I understand wanting to support small businesses and people that make their living off of their their business but at the same time I think the health of their own health and their families and their communities more important should be prioritized yeah clothing is not essential we all have a lot of clothing and you heard it from a clothing store owner you got enough clothes for now for for a couple <laughs> months <laughs> and um so there's a list that you actually sent to me that uh, that dictated in Pennsylvania what businesses are deemed essential and non-essential, right? Yes. And retail clothing does not fall under the essential? Correct. Do you know someone that has an essential business? I do. My father. And what sort of business does he have? He owns a uh, funeral home, which is essential. I think yes. It falls under death services. That sounds about right. Yeah. And uh, he, he may be one of the unfortunate few that has more work because of this. Correct. And he's also over 70, so it really frightens me. Because he's dealing with the public on a daily basis? As of now, he's been able to meet with families through 
phone conversations and delaying burials and services, but it's only going to increase, I believe, in what he has to deal with. Has anyone in this area died of the coronavirus? Not that I know of. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. There's only, last time I checked, one confirmed case in this county. Yeah. And they're not dead. But I think there are a lot of unconfirmed cases, and who knows. Yes, but I think that they would be confirmed if they were dead. Maybe. It's a pretty obvious death at this point. Okay. This is a well, if you say so. terrible viral <laughs> pneumonia. Yeah, so... So, probably not. Probably not. Not yet. Not yet. So, you you got the Alona virus at, as of now, right? Well, no, because I have you. Oh, uh, but we're alone. <laughs> yes, we are alone. But you're worried about your dad because of his business. I am, and he won't let me help him with it. I have offered since I am currently unemployed. Um, but he doesn't want to put me at risk. Yeah. Well. Which is tough to swallow. Understandable. Well, he's taking proper precautions. Yeah. We're checking in a few times a day. I'm trying to help him through, like, what he has coming in with his business and talk about it and figure out the best way to handle it. And he knows that he has to check in with me. So you're in charge? Well, <laughs> no, he ultimately is, but just, I guess, so I feel better. Yeah. Um, okay. So mostly we've been um, staying here, right? Yes, we have mostly been staying here. We have been inside for how long? 40 years. <laughs> no about a week yes but sometimes you gotta go into the public for a few specific yes, like things today. yeah what yeah, did you do today, today I went to the grocery store it was terrifying what was terrifying about it well I had high hopes I made this is might be a little extreme but I made two lists I made one list then condensed it into another list grocery list and then finally made it into my final grocery list. So I felt very prepared. I also took a list for my father because I don't want him to be exposed more than he has to. And I went to the grocery store at 9 a.m. on a Sunday thinking I would avoid crowds. And... The experience I had was just like no other. All right, that does it for this. I'm just kidding. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to give us a little more detail? What happened? Um, so I got there, and it was packed. Most things. So I'm preparing to buy groceries for my father and you and I so that we don't have to go out for like a week and a half, I would say. Uh So my list was totally crushed because most fruits and 
vegetables were fine, like fresh fruits and vegetables. But after that, like meat, um, we eat a lot of chicken soup. That's kind of what we're thriving on. <laughs> For the soul. For the soul. Um, so you are only able to purchase one per person. Hit me up for my chicken soup recipe. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, good. it's very nutritious. It's not what you think. It's a detox soup. It's got it's ginger, turmeric, bone broth, collagen, all that stuff. Uh, broccoli. Yep. Mushrooms. Yep. Hit me up. Um, so my plan going in there and purchasing enough like chicken to purchase for soups for the next week and a half, maybe two weeks was totally blown. There were signs everywhere, one per person. People were not taking the six-foot rule into consideration. It was just kind of a free-for-all. It was pretty terrifying. Was the, um, the grocery store that you went to taking precautions? They were. So actually, like a week and a half ago when I first went to the store... They were taking more precautions, I felt like, when I went there. The first time when all of this started to come about, there were big signs that said, you must put hand sanitizer on your hands this time. And there were, like, two big machines on each side as you entered. This time there was no sign, just one, like, tucked away on the side of hand sanitizer. People were using it, but it wasn't more, like, it wasn't so apparent that people had to um and I felt like people weren't taking anything into consideration like but you were prepared you were wearing tight clothes yes (laughs) and one glove right (laughs) so I didn't wear a glove I have to admit because I felt like what if I have one glove what's that gonna do well that's your uh that's your picking glove yeah but like it was just such a free-for-all that there was no like picking what hand you were going to do things with. It was just like, it was chaotic. Okay, okay. okay so it was a sorry. rough experience. <laughs> it was. But yes, I went in, I put my hair in a tight braid, and I wore tight clothes, and I got through it. But then I got home and directly took a shower. Which is what you're supposed to do. And I went and sanitized the steering wheel and the doorknobs and uh, all that stuff. And then we systematically sanitized every item that you bought. Which might be a little extreme, but, I mean, you don't really know. No, and I think it is overkill, but uh, we don't have much else to do. That's true. We're both not working. One thing I have to say, I came home. Uh, I'm working right now. You are. (laughs) I came home and... I was in tears because I didn't like the way that people were acting. I saw a lot of old people by themselves grocery shopping, and that really broke my heart. Oh, it's just really hard to see everything that's going on, and it's sad. Well, firearm sales are, sales are up. I have nothing to say about that. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So if you weren't, if you didn't have the alona virus right now, 
what would you be doing right now? I would, it's a Sunday, so I would have had a long week of work and had a day off and getting ready for my long week of work coming up. By doing what? Uh, checking emails, making sure all of my orders were coming through for my store, just business stuff. Okay. Uh, this is boring. No, that was fine. Uh, what else? All right. What are you most afraid of, of, given the context of what's happening? I would say the health of everyone, people's health. I just can't stand to see people sick. It's heartbreaking. I mean, my business and my future financially doesn't really matter compared to what other people are dealing with. People that don't have money and people that are struggling and people that the healthcare system, I feel like I'm not talking in a sensical sense sensible manner. Yeah, it's because there's... What is this noise there's that we're hearing? So much. Oh, it's the dishwasher. Yeah. There's just so much. I'm just worried about other people, honestly. I'm worried about my father, mostly. I'm worried about the people I love. I'm worried about the old lady in the grocery store that I saw. I'm worried about every... I'm worried about people. Pause for tears. But... By staying home and doing our best to distance, that's all we can do, right? Yep, we're doing it right now. We're doing it. Okay. And what good do you think is going to come from this experience? Or what good already has come from this experience? I think people will get in touch with what really matters. I don't think you and I have fought since you've been home, which is pretty good <laughs> you heard it here folks i mean there's no reason to there are mm. more important things yep it gives you some perspective gives you perspective for sure perspective perspective yeah well, anything else there's a lot else but okay anything else that you want to say right now <laughs> well let me think about it and get back to you Am I supposed to just sit here and wait? No. All right, everybody. Wash your hands. Wash your butts. Uh, thanks to Nadine for being the first guest on the Alona Virus podcast that no one will ever listen to. You did great, kid. And uh, uh, you find me at the Alona Virus, the Alona Virus on Instagram. And you can leave me a message or be on the podcast. Or whatever the hell you want. Oh, I have one more thing. Oh, we got one more thing. Today, I haven't seen my dad in like two weeks. Maybe more because of all of this. And we're afraid to get together. But today, we took a walk and we stood on the set on each side of the road. We took a social distancing walk. It was great. And by stood, you mean walked? Walked.
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, who do we have here? Yes. Dog. All right. The ending has been a little weak, but uh, okay. Spent too much time in California. Now I'm in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania.